Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, you know, as Jed has talked about, we're, we're not going to talk about the specifics of those, but I can say that you know, there's no rule that says, you know, contract extensions have to be done by a particular date. Um, you know, typically teams like to get them done before the season just to, to make sure that there's not that added distraction in, in spring training it, because of just the extra time and, you know, it, it not counting uh, makes it a little bit easier for some of those conversations. But, you know, we've talked, you know, at length about, Ian and guys like Nico and others that are, are definitely guys we want to be here for a long time if we can make it work. And, you know, those are conversations that are ongoing. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was Carter Hawkins uh, from the Chicago Cubs talking about potential extension for Ian Happ and likes. And Ian came out himself and said, it'd be, it'd be weird to wear another jersey. I would love to stay here and I would love to be part of the next great Cubs team. Comma, but we'll see. They all want to stay here. Of course they do. Wilson Curris wanted to stay here. That and now wild. look what happened. <laughs> well, now, now, now look what happened. Now he's like, this Cub organization sucks. Wearing a Cardinals <laughs> uniform, and I see him putting up Instagram photos every day of himself as the catcher for the Cardinals. God, man, I've talked about that. Wilson Contreras is just going to crush the Cubs. He is going I have to a bad feeling crush about that. Rush I mean, there's the going to be tensions. He's going to get hit. It, there's no, going to be he's not going to get Oh, hit. yeah, he no, will. At some not. point in time, you got to no. be kidding me. The, the, those two no teams way. play each other 18 times. You don't think no, there's no, going to be this a, year, not this year, not this year. Oh, it's the, the – Where they play everybody. Uh, right, there's a word for it. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. I don't know, balanced Balance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they still play him a lot. Even still though they're not going to hit Wilson Contreras. Oh, dude, there's going at some point in time somebody's going to come inside why? on him and Wilson Contreras is very sensitive why? man. I I'm not necessarily saying they're going to throw at him. Okay, scrap that. Okay. If they if they do happen to hit him or they come inside on him, Wilson will take he will think yeah. that they're throwing oh, at them. I see, what you're I see what you're saying. There's no reason to right. cuz Wilson wanted to stay. Yeah. He didn't there was no hatred with Wilson Contreras in the clubhouse, right? So why would they throw but, at him? But but him as a him as a catcher if that were to happen, he would have he will have zero hesitation to tell his pitcher to then hit an Ian Happ or a Christopher yeah. Morell or somebody that he's you know that he's with probably didn't like hit this this guy right this is the guy we hit. I take it back actually. I think the Cubs might throw at him. You know why? <laughs> why? 
Because he's saying that the Cardinals organization is better. Yeah, but the Cubs if I'm, players. If I'm Jed Hoyer, like, I'd be like, you teach him a lesson. I'd be like, like Smiley doesn't care. <laughs> you know, Smiley's not like, oh, damn it, I got to get him now. Well, Smiley's a veteran, Ross, man. And Ross would be like, come here, you little a-hole. He, like, he's the guy. He'll just talk to him yeah. into his face. You don't think Strowman? Like, he doesn't have enough Cubdom. You know, to really care as much. He's working his way up there. You don't think J- Happy Jamison Tyone <laughs> is going to come out and. I just don't see the Cubs as like a bullying type of team again? to, like, you know, well, go out there. Well, a little softies. I mean, over I'm there, just saying, know? like, he, he opened the door. He, he I is hear you, creating though. this. I hear and, what you're saying. And I love Wilson Contreras. I wish he yeah. was still on the Cubs, but he's Same. not. And he's talking and he's putting up as many photos as he possibly can. There will be a scuffle with Wilson Contreras this year. I'm here for it. 100%. I, I do think the Cubs, you know, I've been trying to even tell my, my some of my friends that are diehard Cubs fans and they do think the team, you know, is, they're excited for the team. I, I'm trying to tell them that I, I genuinely think that this Cubs team is going to overperform. Now, let me be very clear in what I'm saying. Not necessarily over the course of a season. But they will have moments. They will have, you know, a month or two where they are playing some exceptional baseball. I just don't know if it's sustainable throughout the course of a season. But they are going to – there's going to be some fun times as – like they might pull off a 10-game win streak, you know, twice. Something like that. I I think – I'll put it a different way. I mean, I'm I'm not quite as optimistic as that. But I will say that they're not going to have the same lows – that they had last year. Okay. I don't necessarily see this as a year that this team's going to put together an 11 or 12 game winning streak or anything like that. And I honestly, I don't look at the Cubs. Like I'm, I'm taking the under on the Cubs at this point. And that has really, to, oh yeah, come on. It's already low. It's come like on. in this mid seventies. You, you have two starting pitchers that you know that you can depend on: <laughs> Stroman and Tyone. It's Justin Steele, love that he's developing. Kyle Hendricks, hurting. And not good when he's pitching lately. Yeah. Drew Smiley, it's Drew Smiley. So he's your fifth starter. So I mean, that's where I always start. Start right there. That is not a playoff starting staff. Now okay. I like what they've done in the bullpen. Actually, I lo- I've always liked Michael Fulmer. What's not to like about Michael Fulmer? Uh, Brandon Hughes m- might be a guy who could be a closer. They don't have a closer. That is a problem that's for a bullpen. A problem, yeah. Brad Boxberger. Love Brad Boxford. And I, I, you know what? One of the best parts about the Cubs this year, decisions that they have made, is putting Adbert Alzali. You are, you're going to the bullpen because I think he's really good at that. And then who am I forgetting? Who's the other bullpen guy? Oh, God. Keegan it? Thompson. Yeah, Keegan Thompson. That's just, I love the first Keegan guy I should have mentioned, actually. Yeah. That smart move Bro, by the wait. Cubs from the very beginning saying, Keegan Thompson loved what you did as a starter. Thank you. But dude, you're, you could be a boss in the bullpen. Like he could be an all-star bullpen guy. I, I could see that. So they got a strong bullpen they on do. the overall, oddly enough. I think, you know, a lot of people are talking about their defense, but even though they're not, you know, they don't have standout names in their starting rotation and they have, you know, run of the mill guys, you know, in the bullpen, I think overall as a unit, I think that's going to be a, 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 an area that is going to be stronger than more, most people are giving them credit okay. for. Okay, all right. I mean, I, and then I go around, like, who's your impact player still on this team? Still asking that question. Dansby Swanson has to be based on that. But who like, go around, like Hosmer, uh, Horner, mm. he was going to improve, nice, but not like a difference maker. Wisdom? I don't think so. Hap, may, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Hap can continue what's been a nice year-and-a-half run Bellinger, True. there's nothing 
not a lot going on with Cody Bellinger. And I know it's like fun that Cody Bellinger is here because he's an MVP <laughs> and he played for the Dodgers. But Cody Bellinger probably ain't it. And Suzuki is hurt. He's hurt. Got that uh, oblique injury. So what? I don't like. I can't make just, an argument. You know. You know what? I think that you're you're kind of dismissing. But all you guys are dis- dancing around here is like really what the Cubs did this year is they raised their floor, and there's not going to be as many games like last year, even in the second half when they're playing better, where it's just after the third inning, it's like oh, okay, they're overmatched. I'm turning this off. <laughs> yeah. It's there not were definitely not, games like yeah, that last year. There's a lot of games like that last year. I know because I ran most of them. And, <laughs> right. and and so I think there's going to be a lot less games like that where you're just like, oh, they're just totally overmatched. And, yeah, that's a good know, point. They're going to be yeah. overall just more competitive. Yes. But, you know, because they don't have the length in their pitching and because that we don't know who's going to close, they don't have that difference maker on offense. Like they're they're not going to, I don't think they'll be over 500, but I think they'll, they'll win. What's the over-under at? 78. Like 78? I have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put them at like 77. Think about yeah, some of the okay. rosters, If they went 80, though. I wouldn't be shocked, though. Think about some yeah, of the rosters. Like, think about the Phillies roster. Think about the Mets rally. Just look at okay. other rosters but, in the National League. Like yeah. top-tier teams, yeah, though, right? American League, but still. Cardinals are better than the Cubs. Yeah. I, Sorry. I, Brewers I, are better than the Cubs. I think the Cubs need to look at teams or a team like or teams like the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins, right? Those scrappy teams that just annoy the hell out of you that – you know, you end up losing a series two because, you know, you, you they win the first one, you win, the Cubs win the second one, and the third one, they just, you know, slap hit you to death and, and beat you six to three with some good defense. Well, and Cleveland you know, pitches well, the hell out of the two. ball no matter what. I mean, they'll, they'll, have, they'll, they'll have two starters this year. That'll be Cy Young Award winners true. next year. You're right. You're yeah. right. You can't take that away from the Cleveland Guardians. But I, I, I guess to me, that's the way I see the Cubs winning. Like, if I am thinking, how are they going to win this game? Scrappy. This is a scrappy team. Yeah. That, you know, just some gamers, guys that are going to play hard, give you their all, you know, 100% on the field. And and that's going to be something that they're going to have to do. And, and, I, and I genuinely, I can't even say this because I'm sucks, but I do genuinely believe in, like, a guy like Dave Ross that, like, can get the best out of these guys. Like, this is a, <laughs> a, the group that he, like, ex, ex, can excel with because he can get the best out of them. But But you need everyone playing at a high level in order to, be competitive consistently throughout the season. Yeah, I like the the scrappy thing. That this game now, baseball is more conducive to that style of play because of the the shifts being taken away, taken away, yeah. and you know the the taking away some of the the powers from the pitchers and all that. So that part does make sense. You have more faith in David Ross than I do. I love David Ross, but I haven't seen necessarily evidence that he makes players better and that no. he can he can he just, scrap with the best of I I heard him saying that they were overmatched last year. Oh, well, that's that, the way. That look at the payroll of this team. I think I heard him talking <laughs> logic like give me some players and then I'll be good. I I'm not I'm not out here trying to develop Christopher Morrell. Yeah. Give me some players, I man. What did you what do you think about the new rules so far? I mean, Brody? I'm with everybody. I love the the clock. I like Pace it all. There, there's nothing I don't like so far. I, know. I, I like it all. I mean, who who doesn't like? I mean, that's a big complaint. Two and a half hour games are terrific. I mean, that's perfect. Shout out to two, take that. Uh, Hell, uh, three hour games became <laughs> pleasing to me through the years because every game is three seventeen. But it's like, how often were you leaving a baseball game in the sixth inning? You know, because it was just dragging ass. Right, it's like seven to two. Yeah, it's a and bullpen like, parade. It's like, yeah, what, what am I doing? But here? a pitch clock there. Pitch clock. Oh, dude, you know what I just thought about? Like beer sales. That's going to end a lot faster. Oh, I just, yeah. 
I know, I know. You uh, don't drink. No, no, but, that's yeah. all. No, hey, man, I've yeah. had many a game. Yeah, that seventh inning is going to come a lot faster now. Dude. So you gotta, you gotta, here's the thing, man. You, you guys, we all know this from going to games, and you know, I had a long career as a drinker. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You're strategic about that stuff, yeah. man. Oh my god. So you know, you, you're thinking about this. You're st- get two at a time. You're listening to the beer, man. Last call. Let me yeah. get six of those. Well, no, what, you do, what you do too is you, I have two people over there. Seventeen dollars. <laughs> right, right, right. You go. What you do too is you 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 know, you meet up with your buddies beforehand. Fact, of course. You, know, you got some of those well, near Wrigleyville. Like, course. yo, we're gonna be at your place for an hour before the game. Yeah. yeah well, of course. Yeah. That's that is good strategy. Yes. I, well, I, I, that's you know, if we're talking about this, we like, are. And, and I'm, if I'm going to a game and I'm there to have a good time, I'm not working or anything. I'm not walking in there sober. I'm okay. just no, of course okay. not. I like that because because it's gonna it's gonna cost you forty dollars just to get your buzz without on, a doubt. You know, my favorite thing that they have since we're talking about alcohol. Sorry, girls. Um, no, my, my favorite thing. I, just never, I never know how to how no, to no, have I, the conversation. I'm, really quick, yeah. really quick disclaimer. Yeah. Never have to apologize to me for talking. Okay. I don't like it when people feel okay, awkward good. around me. That so. makes me feel good. Yeah. I, I'm the one who has put it okay. out there, so, so I can I can talk with you about it like you're my boy. But we just don't we just don't. You do, and I aren't going to drink things. together. Right. That's all. <laughs> right, right, we right. hang out, man. Right. But we're just not going to drink together. So, so my favorite thing that they have at Wrigley is like the little hard liquor cart. You guys see those? Like, they, like you, I've, I've never seen those. I was, oh, I was just, getting, I was just load up the beers, dude. Man. Hard liquor cart comes around, just a woman pushing it. Hey, guys! And then my buddy that I go to majority of the Cubs game with at one o'clock. Like, it's just we're always double fisting. You know, it's twenty eight dollars a round. You know, and but but you just double up, and the cart's right there, and it just. You're loving it. You love the craft beers and everything like that. And I'm a beer guy in that sense. But the cart, you know, because it's like you're walking around. Roll that cart. Just roll, roll it Roll the dude. cart. Hey, there she goes right there. I love this. <laughs> I was walking over here, but you're here. I don't know. This is great. Like, to me, that's, that's my favorite part. But for what I do, you know, when I, especially yeah. a Cubs game, because I'm a Cubs strategy. fan. Strategy. I'm, I'm definitely out hitting. I, I'm, I'm the reverse of you, studs, where I'm, I'm getting to the game. I'm having a couple beers. I start the, the good the good vibes. And then sixth inning, because I care less, I can care less about the Cubs game. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's go hit the bars now. Now I'm ready to go get the bars and, exactly. and really take the trashy oh, to that level. You know? Oh, it's perfect. You're so much more calm if you've already yeah. prepped yourself. So if you've already set that base, oh, yeah. then you could be calm when you're over at the sports corner yeah. or Murphy's or <laughs> sports corner was my place. I love the sports okay. corner. I love the sports okay. corner before and after you know and, then, and then after. Well, now now I'm trying to go. My, one of my boys works at the Swift and Sons, the smaller one that's in Wrigleyville now. Oh, I know. Is that the one you would go down the steps? I haven't been there yet. The one right off the red line. Oh, you know the bar. This is probably a different conversation. Okay. What's the bar right off the red That'd line? And you question. go, you go down. Well, he he doesn't care about Wrigleyville. He's a uh, Sox guy. Dude, I worked at I worked at a bar in Wrigleyville a couple. Okay, ago. you know okay. when you get off the red line, walking towards Wrigley, there's like a like a tiny bar. It's a great bar. And I just can't think of the name. I know you go, you I know go down what you're the talking stuff. about, but I don't know. My the whole name. point is that they have really cheap beer. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 312 if you know the name of it. I would like to. Know. Yeah. Like to and know maybe they text. don't still. Maybe this is like 10 years ago. Maybe they've gotten half the charge like everybody else does. But The Sox fan in me is saying, of course, our, our Cubs conversation is simply talking about alcohol in Wrigleyville. <laughs> uh, and the, the Sox fan in me also says, hey, luckily yeah. we get to talk to Scott Merkin on the other side oh, about the Chicago yeah. White Sox. Uh, what's going on with Mike Clevenger? And how confident is he that if uh, in Pedro Grafal to turn around this this team? Uh, we'll talk to Scott Merkin on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It seems like you've been pretty confident the whole time. You told people to hold off judgment. You feel like you've been sort of vindicated in a way. I guess you could say that. I mean, it's just a, this is a bad situation. It's just a devastating situation at the end of the day. I'm just trying to move forward. I want to focus on baseball now. Focus on, you know, helping this club win. And, you know, looking forward to, like, helping my family heal from this. Mike Clevens, you're talking right there. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Two of the best. That's right. Two of the best to ever do it. Oh, my God. We're not talking about radio. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Mike Clevenger. Um, essentially getting exonerated of everything. I know it's not probably the right word to use in that situation, but, you know, free and clear of of all wrongdoings after the investigation that lasted eight months. And I just, I, I wish I knew more so I could speak on it, you know, more eloquently in, in regards to what the process was like, um, who they talked to, what... What did they feel like did not happen? Um, so for him to feel vindicated after the ruling, it's like, did they just find, again, I, I, I can't, I, I wish I, I wish I could just, like when he says things like, I want to thank those that didn't rush to judgment. Like what? But where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, what did the, M, what did MLB find that, that, that it wasn't as egregious as, as maybe we had thought, but it was like something. You know, like right. that, those are the things that I feel like are, are the gray areas. And, and listen, man, I've been in this business long enough. You could spin anything. You could spin it however you want it. You can make it sound good to make you come out in the good light. And, and again, I'm not saying, no, I am. I, I, I do think where there's smoke, there's fire. I do think there's something there, right? But maybe, again, it wasn't to the degree that warranted some sort of lengthy suspension or dismissal from the roster. Yeah, well, he better just watch his ass, man. Right. I mean, like, he, he got through this and whatever. Yeah, he, he was exonerated by the, the investigation, and we have to proceed thusly. But do you trust this guy? No. I don't trust this guy. Not at all. And I think that that's fair. I do not trust Clevenger. So 
and whatever happens, happens, and he's your fifth starter, so you're not depending on him for heavy top-of-the-rotation stuff. But, no, I don't trust him. We had uh, Josh Nelson from Sox Machine, Sox Machine underscore Josh, on the show yesterday, and you know he just was simply pointing out facts about Clevenger's play from last season, not only at the end of the regular season but the playoffs, and just saying, like, just wasn't a very good pitcher. And so he, he's, he is the person that he is going to be watching closely, not because of the drama that's surrounding him, but because he genuinely wants to see, you know, what type of productivity Clevenger is going to have. And he's, he's going to be on the mound shortly, so we will get to take a, a look at it. But if I were to take a guess, just off of productivity, not off-the-field issues, I would think that he's probably not going to be on the team by the end of the season. Mm. And just because, again, just because he, he might not be performing at a high level. And, again, taking away the off-the-field issues. But I'm curious what our what our next guest has to say about that. Joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, we do get the opportunity to talk to him about not just uh, Mike Clevenger, um, but we also get to talk to him about Pedro Gafol and his impact on this Chicago White Sox team. Of course, I am talking to none other than uh, the MLB.com White Sox beat writer, Scott Merkin. Scott, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Sure, no problem. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So, I mean, I, I hate to even, you know, leave with Clevenger, but but I'm going to. Um, you heard my statement about me thinking just off sheer productivity, not off-field issues, that, you know, he, more. I, I don't think he, he'll be a member of the Sox team towards the end of the season. Um, how do you feel about him and, and the ability to perform – at a high level again for this roster specifically. Well, let's just focus. Yeah, I think it's a good thing just to focus strictly on the pitching at this point. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to predict anyone is not going to be there or is going to be there because that's not fair to them or the team really. But you know, I think they need him now that he is going to be allowed to pitch. It, it you know, he was going to be allowed, but now he's not he's not facing any sort of suspension. They need him to pitch because you know they're not tremendously deep at that spot in the starting rotation. They've you know, I mean, Cease is a near Cy Young winner. Lucas Giolito has, you know, received Cy Young votes. Same with uh, Lance Lynn. Nothing but rave reviews on Michael Kopech, who's been brought along a little slower in spring training because of the meniscus tear in his right knee that he had repaired at the end of last year. And, you know, but they said he's going to be ready probably for the home opener in Chicago on, I guess it's April 3rd, I think. And then they have Davis Martin, who had a nice run last year, except for one really bad start, literally the last game of the year against Minnesota. So there's not a great deal of depth behind that. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, now that, you know, this is, this is the chance baseball wise for him to, you know, I know, I know he talked a little bit about when he pitched the other day in the B game, that he talked a little bit about some work he did in the off season. I think he's a very analytically driven guy. So we'll see what happens on the, on the field with him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, relative to other fifth starters, Merck, I'd say Clevenger's a pretty good fifth starter. Like that, that when they got him, I was like, "Yeah, thumbs up." And then all the crap hit the fan. But now here we are again, and fifth starter—that's that, that's a pretty good product to have in the fifth slot at, at this level. Again, you know, I was talking to a scout from another AL Central team today, and he was talking about like you know you you really need more than even like six starters. He said you usually need like you know eight, nine, ten, eleven starters to get you through a season. Now, of course, there is the anomaly. I still remember, you know, the great 05 season when it was just, I think, what, the five starters and Brandon McCarthy were the only starters to start. That, that team was still underrated for how dominant and how great that team was from pillar to post that year. 
But, yeah, I don't know. I, I wrote a story in the offseason about this, and Ethan Katz has talked a little bit about this, but I don't know how deep they're going to go with what they have. You know, they have they have Davis Martin. They have Sean Burke, who was in camp at the beginning and now is back on the minor league side. They have some guys who could help, but I just don't know the impact. But then again, you know, going into last year, who really know, knew much about Davis Martin? And Davis Martin was very good with numbers skewed by giving up like nine runs in a third, an inning in a third against Minnesota in the game, the season finale. So, yeah, I think if there's one area they're kind of lacking a little bit in, and that is starting, they have good upfront starters beyond the first, you know, four that we know, and we'll see what happens on five. Um, there's not a ton of depth behind there if something happens with that rotation. Talking to Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Yeah, you're right, Scott. I mean, when you're looking at the fifth starter of any team, right, or the back half of, sure. of any rotation, I mean, it, it really is. There, there's going to be different people that are going to occupy that space throughout the course of a season simply because of injuries or call-ups or whatever that might be. Um, but but a, but an area of concern for me, uh, being a White Sox fan, is, is who's going to be closing the, these games. Have you – have you kind of, you know, in your mind, you know, kind of pinpointed someone that you feel like is going to be able to be there for a long time? Or do you think it is going to be something that Pedro Grafal might look at, you know, multiple guys for that role, you know, throughout the beginning of the season at least? Well, I mean, first of all, whenever we talk about closer, we got to send best wishes to, you know, to Liam, who is, you know, going. I, I saw him uh, post something on his Instagram the other day that he was going through, I think, his third round of chemotherapy. So let's hope, you know. He's pretty amazing. We see him out there playing catch. Ethan Katz said he threw a bullpen. You know, it, it, it's great how the team, I mean, not that you expect anything else because him, Liam and his wife, Christy, are just such great people and give back so much themselves that it's not surprising people want to help them. But, you know, I, I don't think we'll, I, I, well, I know for a fact because the Sox said this in their statement when Liam announced this that the earliest they'll even talk about what his, you know, immediate future holds is, is near opening day. So that's still like, what, three weeks, a month away. And, you know, if, if you go like what Pedro said, and I have no reason to not believe him, it's it's going to be kind of by committee. You know, I think they're going to look at it like maybe, you know, a guy they were planning on using in the ninth may be used in the seventh someday because that's when the meat of the order is coming up or that's when there's two on and nobody out and they need the outs then. And I think, you know, he also pointed out that, you know, day one, everyone's available. Who knows everyone's available day two? And then, of course, it just builds up three, four, so on and so on. So, you have Kendall Graveman, who has closed before. You have Joe Kelly, who can do it. Um, you know, Aaron Bummer has not thrown off the mound yet, so that's a little, you know, I mean, he, he told me when I talked to him about his taking the step back at the start of spring that he still believes he's on target to, you know, be ready March 28th when they break camp. Now, again, he's a reliever, so he, and he's done this a lot of times, so he knows what he needs. I remember Jesse Crane one year did not pitch much. I think he had, like, maybe one Cactus League game and then pitched in one of those, like, exhibitions they usually play before the season. And I want to say he gave up like one run in his first 29 innings that season. So you, you never know what they exactly need. But you put Bummer in there, too. So you have Bummer, Kelly, Graveman, and Ronaldo Lopez. So four really good options to use in high-leverage situations late innings. So it'll be interesting to see you know, if one emerges or if Pedro really does just stick with you know whoever has the hot hand or whoever's needed on that night or whoever's available that night. What a great sort of ascension or reascension that would be for Reynaldo Lopez if he yes. if he could knock down the club because you know Merck I mean he had promises as a, as a starter and then he just kind of went away and then he returned uh, and now here he is in a position to potentially be there how great of a story would that be not just for him personally but I guess for the for the White Sox team in general yeah the years all kind of run together from I, I think it was 18 right when he was a starter the best starter on the rotation yeah I mean he, he had a great year and he's had, 
you know, along the way, even, you know, when he had some awful years, he's had some, you know, great starts. I remember him striking out 14 yes, yes. against the Tigers game. I remember a game remember. in Cleveland, he struck out 11, no walks, one hit the Indians at mm. that point, now they're the Guardians, and the only hit was Ryan Goins, who's an infielder by trade, was playing right field, and he misplayed a line drive to right. Now, granted, it was in the second inning, so it was, you couldn't really go back and change that, but I mean, a right fielder had more experience probably catches that ball and who knows what's going on. So you saw the signs of his dominance, but you know, he even said to us, cause he, he did talk at the end of last year about that. He still envisioned himself possibly starting someday, but he said at the beginning of camp, now that's, that's in the background. Now he, he wants to, you know, wow. pitch late innings and I think he wants to close. So, you know, I mean, that may be afforded to him. So, you know, I think he gave up one home run all last year, which is a key thing to have if you're a closer. Cause usually you're pitching in those kind of games where one or two, pitches can change the outcome pretty quickly, right? So it, it'll be interesting to see, but it is, it is a great story. He's a really nice, really nice guy too, you know, and, and interesting to talk to. I mean, I still joke with him. There was a game in Cleveland. I want to say he started and he didn't play, he didn't pitch her up, but the team was bad. It was, it was during the Ricky era who I, you know, I think Ricky's a, Ricky Renfrey is a great guy and underrated for what he did in Chicago. But I remember after the game, he called the team. They said they were playing like clowns. And I, I was joking about that the other day, and he laughs. He still remembers that. And to Billy Russo's credit, the great interpreter of the Sox, he translated it for us, too. So, you know, he's, oh, he's awesome. a straightforward <laughs> guy, too. And I, I, I think it's a great it's a great thing to write. It is a great story that he's not back in this role. I love hearing stuff like that. Groats and I are big fans of Reynaldo Lopez. That's why we, we have well wishes for him and hope that he continues to just, you know, pitch at that high level. We're talking to Scott Merkin here on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez. Mark Grody, um, you know, when I look at this team and I, and, I, and I see Andrew Vaughn and obviously a lot of expectations uh, placed on his shoulders with the departure of Jose Abreu, but I, but I loved what Giolito said about Andrew Vaughn. Like, hey, man, he's not going to be playing the outfield, so he's going to have his legs to really help him on the offensive side. Do you agree with that statement? Do you feel like that is, like, the one thing you can point to or one of the main things you could point to as to why he'll have a more productive offensive season? Or do you think it's just growth and, and maturity over the course of some years that, that is going to allow him to be the biggest contributor on the yeah. offense for this team? Well, here's the interesting. I thought I talked to Andrew right around New Year's, I want to say. I think it was it might have been New Year's Eve day, actually. And I asked him about that, and he said he didn't think, you know, playing the outfield really took that much because he, he the year, his first year he was he really struggled in September. I don't I think he was like four for forty two and didn't have an extra base hit. Last year slowed down a little bit at the end, but still was you know at the top if not the top in a lot of White Sox categories offensively. But he just felt like you know he said it's it's hard it's hard playing one hundred sixty two games, and he's only done it twice now I believe right yeah twenty one and twenty two because twenty. He was at the alternate site the entire time. Um, well, not the entire time, but the entire time of the alternate site existing during the pandemic shortened season. But I, I think he's just learning how to pace himself more. And I, I guess, you know, playing first base, going to the position where he was drafted yes. will help. But I yes. think I think to him it was more just handling the, the stress of a season, you know, that he didn't really look at it as, okay, now I'm going to first base, so I'm going to be rejuvenated. And he looked at it as, Whatever they need for me to be on the field, I'll do. And it just he just wore down at the end. So we'll see how he does. You know what he does to combat that as the season goes on. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's not going to hurt him that he's in a position where he knows and has played for his entire life. Yeah, that that's to me that's the biggest thing. I, I wasn't buying into like oh he's tired because he's playing the outfield. <laughs> I, I'm more like yeah he probably shouldn't be playing the outfield. Let's make him comfortable at first base, and I think I do think it's going to have an effect for him for sure. The the other guy I want to ask about because we don't really talk about him much because he was one of the big splash signings for the for the White Sox. But how's Andrew Benintendi doing? 
it's been kind of a quiet spring, and you know, I, I'm trying to remember the, what he told me. I, I asked him about that because I'd heard really good things about him as a clubhouse guy, really good things about him as a person. But I heard he doesn't doesn't not, not a big media guy, doesn't talk a ton, you know. Oh, okay. And I asked him about that, and he and he kind of laughed and he said, "Yeah, boring is good to me," you know. <laughs> so I think he he wants to do his job and play on. But you know, he's he's played a handful of games so far. I think you know Pedro is like a lot of veteran managers kind of watching what these veterans need to do and how much they, you know, they don't need to be in there seven straight games, obviously at the, at, in the first 11 or 12 games and cactus league play. But you know, again, I think if everything goes well, he is a great addition for this team, a good defensive player. And I think the key thing is, and this is again, nothing against Gavin and nothing, Gavin Sheets or Andrew Vaughn who worked their butts off to, you know, get good and or get solid serviceable in the outfield. But it's, it certainly helps when you have guys like, Andrew Benatendi, a gold glove winner. Luis Robert, a gold glove winner. Oscar Colas, a natural outfielder who played a lot of center field last year, probably playing right. It helps having guys who play the position in the position they're in, right? So assuming he's healthy and everything is going on, you know, going straight, Benatendi should be a really nice addition for this lineup. Like Benatendi, and and, and you know, uh, Scott, I'm glad you mentioned his name, Gavin Sheets. I, I feel like, you know, I watched all the games last year. I saw, I saw Gavin, and to me, he – is a great addition for this team. I think, you know, he just needed to settle into that, to that space. And you saw towards the end of the season, you know, really right. kind of get there. And I felt like he'd be a great. And so when you're hearing a lot of uh, people would just come down hard on them, it just kind of took me through. I'm like, were you guys watching these games? Did you see what the potential this guy has? You talk about fair to people coming down on sheets for his, for his outfield play or no, for his no, hitting? For, for him as a player, right? Okay. Not only just right. defensively, but even at the plate. I think a lot of people were just, you know, kind of writing him off as if he was just, you know, oh, huh. he might not make the team or, you know, how, where are they going to find the role for him if they have these other guys that are utility guys that they can plug in anywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, I need Gavin Sheets in the lineup. I need his bat there. I need I need his play. I have no zero problem with him in right field, you know, at all. But another guy that I have zero problem with and I'm, where I'm really going to is what I, I'm curious your thoughts on him is Jake Berger. This is a guy who a couple of years ago, you know, everybody was really high on, including myself, had to deal with a couple of injuries. Like, what is his role on this team? Does it even exist? And, and, and then piggybacking off of what I was saying, you know, what are your thoughts, true thoughts on a guy like Gavin Sheets? Yeah, I was joking with Jake the other day when I wrote about him that, you know, think about what he went through. First round pick, that's great. You know, played well in his first season in the minors. Ruptured his Achilles, ruptured it again, mm. bruised his heel, went through the pandemic. So literally he went from, you know, really the depths. Of, and, and he talked about this. He, you know, talked about going through depression for three years to making his debut, showing his bat played at the major league <laughs> level, getting married, having a son. So talk about things going full circle for Jake <laughs> Berger, right? He's still a Packers fan. So we got to talk to him about that. But aside mm. from that, I think everything has gone pretty well. But it's interesting because you look at the bench and the, there's so many permutations and so many different concoctions you can have the bench. You figure Sebi Zavala is a lock. He's the backup catcher, right? Got to be. You figure Leary Garcia at this point is going to be, you know, one of the utility guys off mm-hmm. the bench. He can play center. He can play every – He's. I think he's played every spot on the field but catcher and first base. And then now where do you go from there? You know, you have a – you can't teach the left-handed power that Gavin Sheets has, so that's great to have. But then where does he play? For instance, if you're going to sit Oscar Colas maybe a few times early on against tough left-handed pitchers, and this is assuming he makes a team, which I think he will, then do you put Gavin out there or is a guy like Jake a better option? And you, maybe that's when you play Aloy in right field and Jake becomes the DH. And then, you know, do you let Romy Gonzalez go to the minors and get more experience playing left and right and center – you know, in that Ben Zobrist type of role that Rick Hahn described. What about Hans Roberto, who Pedro obviously has 
you know, great affinity for and is supposedly a tremendous clubhouse guy. One side note, which I did not realize until I talked about this and looked him up on baseball reference, he appeared in 10 games as a pitcher last year, which is a record for a position player in a wow. season. So he, he's got that going for him. He'll have that forever, as he said. But so, and so how do you work it? You know, I mean, I, I don't think both Gavin and Jake will make the team. So I think, you know, it could very easily end up, you know, uh, Zavala, Garcia, maybe Gavin, and then, you know, and I'm forgetting Billy Hamilton, you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a team that's going to be very aggressive and, and a true center fielder in Billy, you know, do you take him on them? Because, you know, you know, you can run with him and, you know, you have guys like Victor Reyes, who's a switch hitter and can play the corner outfield. Jake Marisnik is a center fielder. So there's a lot of similar options to look at, but I, I think, you know, Jake's bat plays the major league level. Gavin Sheets bat plays the major league level. You just got to find a bat for him and, if guys are healthy in this lineup, there's not a ton to be had there. But as I said, you can't teach the power ability that these guys have. These guys have game-changing swings. You know, are they going to hit 320? Who knows about that? But, you know, they have game-changing ability in their swings, without a doubt. And, you know, talking about some of these, the Oscar Colases and the Gavin Sheetses of the world and, and whomever you want to throw, Zebi Zavala, what it really still comes down to for the White Sox, I think Merck is though that those core guys, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn, we mentioned him. I think he's in there. Moncada, Tim Anderson, Lucas Giolito, uh, Dylan Cease. And I guess the question is, is is that truly what they're depending on those guys finally coming together and not just getting to the playoffs, but advancing in the playoffs? Well, yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, they brought pretty much the same group back, right? Except Jose Abreu, who's a humongous loss you know i mean he was not just you know a, a leader on that team but he was what he was probably their best player for the last nine years you know that's like no pressure for andrew vaughn right it's gone from frank thomas to paul Canerco to jose abreu and now andrew vaughn at first base so there you go you know don't don't screw up the legacy kid right that's what they're probably telling. <laughs> but i mean you lose him you got to replace him as a person you got to replace him in his numbers and even though he you know his power dropped a little not a little bit in the second half it dropped a lot last year he still had a very good season. I think he tied for a very tied for his season high and on base percentage last year. And here's something to never forget about Jose: availability. To quote Chaz Palmentary from uh, a Bronx Tale, availability. He was there every game, pretty much. This is a guy who ran full speed into Hunter Dozier, who's 260 pounds, and played the next night. You know, so I mean, you, you can't overlook that. So that's you know, aside from him being gone and Andrew Benintendi in, you pretty much have the same group back. And, yeah, I think they're really banking on health, underperformance coming back to the norm, and then just a set of fresh eyes and, you know, new view and new approach from Peter Rafal and his staff that really turned this around. And I think they're going to be a contending team. I, I don't buy some of these models. I respect all that, you know, the work these people do, but I don't buy these models that show them winning like 74. If, if they win 74 or 76 games, it means they had a horrible start and started trading guys away at the deadline because – this team, this team, we had a miserable year last year, and you know, one of the worst years, if not the worst year, I've covered in the. This is my twenty-first, so in the past twenty, wow. and they still finished five hundred. You know, yeah. it wasn't like they finished. <laughs> a great point. It wasn't like they finished sixty-two and a hundred last year. You know, I mean, they still were five hundred, yeah. and that division is. You know, I mean, Cleveland showed a lot the way they finished. They're going to be there. Minnesota is going to be there. I think Kansas City is going to be a little better this year, so it should be an interesting division. But I think I think they're going to be in it. And now again, with the caveat that. You know, their core stays healthy. No one's going to be – no team is perfectly healthy throughout the year, but I'm talking like you're not losing guys for two months or three right. months. Right. Grandal, we need you. That You know, yeah. like I didn't even mention him. Like, stay healthy, dude. It's going to yes, be interesting absolutely. to see. It's going to be interesting. Scott, 
Appreciate your insight, man. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, enjoy your stay at the Hotezy, okay? Okay, sounds good. Take care, guys. <laughs> Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Scott Merkin, M-E-R-K-I-N. What did you I, just say? say what did you say? The in the Hotezy. Are you talking about the Hotezy? Okay. Well, I heard he was at the Hotezy. Okay. All so. right. Is that the hotel at the Hotezy? Yeah. Oh, you had to. The Barnes and Nizzle. All right. You had to do that one for the people that didn't know what I was talking about. I got no, you. I just wanted to make it's sure that. It's either you're I, in or you're I did, out. I didn't know you that know? we still did the Nizzle thing. I didn't know that that was. But, but now well, it's, you're, you're now a you're, guy, not, man. Well, that's the thing. That yeah, wasn't just, the Nizzle thing. I just thing. Talked, to, talked to Scott saying goodbye, and he's like, what the heck was he talking about? That's right. so Snoop Dogg. That, you know, that's so 2006. No, no, no. Like, I think he was there's saying 2000 there's late. A, guys, there's a difference between Snoop's for shizzle my nizzle yeah. and hoteezy. For sheezy. Uh, was okay. that necessary? Well, like, have, have fun at the hoteezy? Hey, uh, here's the thing. I wanted him to know that I knew he was at a hotel. Okay. Okay, now that I have to explain my, my, right. my lingo. Yeah. Second of all, I'm the hippest person at this damn station. Oh, I know you so are. I'm really from the I streets. Just, so when I say whole teasy, just roll with it. I'm just shocked just to hear kinda, we're still you know, doing the teasy thing. I didn't know hey, we were still doing the know, teasy thing. I try to put you guys up on a couple of things. Sick. Next, when you're talking I knew to your, exactly what you were saying. To, uh, I knew what you were saying, too. Because you're, cause you're but young. I, I didn't know <laughs> like, it was still hip to do the teasy you know. thing. I didn't know. When you're talking and to I your, am old. When you're talking to your lady and you guys want to do a, a, a staycation this weekend, just oh, tell yeah. her, like, hey, girl, you want to get, you want to, you want to hit up the whole teaser? Yeah. <laughs> no, not the sex easy. Right. Gabe Grody, we are six seventy score. One more break to wrap up. We'll be back after this. That's what I want. Double G with the rock to the rack, tone it and a foul. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on six seventy the score in Odyssey Station. Got a couple minutes here left before we say goodbye for the evening. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, hanging out. Are you a are you a, are you a soccer fan? No, no, not really. Yeah, no, not at all. What about it? That, what about it? Don't you like? I just, I guess I need scoring. I guess like that. that okay. It's not enough. I mean, it's the same stuff that everybody says. Just not enough going on. Maybe I don't understand the do you intricacies like a, do, of do you it like enough. A, do you like a two-one defensive duel in baseball? Um. Yeah, I okay. I mean, I'm like down a, with that. I can, do you like I can a, tolerate that. Do you like that. a do you like a nice little ten to three ugly Bears victory? Uh, uh, what are you getting at here? There's only three scores, my friend. There's only what? Those are only three scores. Ten to three. What do you mean? You said you like you want offense. You need scoring. You need, you need that kind of stuff. Oh and yeah, in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ten to three game is just three scores. Oh right, I see. Okay, okay. I, I was thinking of all three of the examples you just oh, gave. No. That that that. It's three score. Like just right. three three three. Actual... Okay, well you tell me then. Why don't I like soccer? I, you I, apparently do like soccer. I right? fell in love with it in the pandemic because it was the only thing that was on TV. Dude, I'm so confused. Okay, so you didn't like it before? No. Okay, was, that's what you told me. Because there was one yeah. point in time where I thought we were on the same level with <laughs> yeah, this thing. No, was soccer boring. We're, no. we're, <laughs> I love World Cup because I love I love team people that are passionate yeah. about their countries. I love that. That that, that part of it is really. I've cool. covered Chicago Fire games. Oh, really? So yeah, probably about a handful. When I worked at WBBM. You know, we used to cover the gamut, and they'd send me. I mean, I had to do a lot of work. Those were a bitch. I didn't mind doing it, but it's it was hard work because I don't know it well. Yeah. So I I'd get it. there early. I would talk to people that knew, and I would you know do do all. I would do my due diligence, but it was maximum effort. Yeah. You know? I, I, uh, I again, if I fell in love with it during the pan. Excuse me, pandemic. Only thing that was on TV. Only thing you could gamble on. And then my one big sell. Did I, did I give this give you the sell already about German football? Okay, my one big sell. sell. My one big sell is that in German football, Bundesliga, right? The team that is the, the bottom two teams oh, go, you go to the minor you leagues. Did, you did the third I, place game. All right, no, no, carry on because it's it's great. Two 
The bottom two teams go down to the minor leagues, essentially. Yeah, they get kicked out. They get kicked out. The top two teams in the minor league, they come up. But the third to last team, the third to last team, the one that, that misses the automatic relegation, that's what that's called, the third to last team in the German league has to play the third place team, the, the team that missed going up to the majors. They have to play them in a one-game million-dollar match, this is what it's called, because that's how much income you essentially generate you know, from playing in the majors, right? Like some of the best, like the Yankees are coming to your stadium now and you're a crap team from the minor leagues. Like you get all this income. And to me, that was cool because I just thought, you know, how badass is that? Like you sucked. Yeah. But you didn't suck all the way, but you sucked, but you got to prove yourself still. What Chicago team would you eliminate if you could eliminate a Chicago team for a year? How much time do we have left on the show? Bulls. Oh, my God. It's a great question. Bulls with the Bulls. Yeah, like if you could just give one Chicago team a year off, you get a bye. Which Why am I team smiling would, so hard? What team, do we, what team drives hard. you so crazy that you just you love them and you want them back in a year, but just take a year White off? White Sox. Yeah, it's the White, White Sox. Sox. It, it's it, the White Sox. From my after, yeah, after point, last it's the White year. Sox, but I think for <laughs> as a total right now, I think we could all do without the Bulls for a Well, just, you know who needs a, a year off is the Blackhawks. They just need to, yeah. and they kind of they kind of are on their own. They, I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're doing their own, they're taking the year off on, of their own accord. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have. Got to so. thank our guest today, Robert Mays, for chatting with us. He was absolutely awesome. Of course, Scott Merkin that we were just talking to a second ago. Uh, Got to thank Adam Szynski, our producer extraordinaire, for making us sound phenomenal today. Groats, always a pleasure doing the show with you. You love know, I love it. You. Uh, do you mind hanging out with me afterwards for a little bit? Let's hang out, dude. All right. Yeah. Mark Grody and I are going to do that. You guys, <laughs> BetMGM Tonight is coming up next. I will be on your radios tomorrow, 6 to 8 o'clock, leading you into the Chicago Bulls game. Mi gente, my people. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Burn that damn thing and don't play it again, all right? Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Auto Parts.